All right, Eric. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Adam? How's your week? Oh, it's been great. Welcome to Staying in Trouble, uh, a podcast here by two dads hanging out on a hot Tuesday night, uh, just just chilling out for right now, man. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty eventful. We hired a bunch of new agents last week. We growing, getting a lot of things done, a bunch of new listings. So it's good to take part of that. Went up, uh, pulled the ATVs into the cabin, got some winterization done. I know everyone's nice. worried about that. I so, was up all night worrying about it. It was. One of these days I'm going to make it up there and check this place out. Uh, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I heard you were taking Thursday and Friday off to go <laughs> check out some of the plumbing. Oh, man. No, 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 I'm not. I'll have Monday off for Veterans Day, but that's about it. We'll be, we'll be out of town. We'll be we'll be venturing back. So nice. Um, so, yeah, tonight I thought we'd get a little serious. Talk about recession. Um, now that that's serious. That's, that's serious. serious. Right now we're talking about the money. Bring me some money. You know what? Before we get into that, I got to tell you, Saturday night, got to go to the Golden Knights game. I have a problem and I got to I'm kind of curious if our listeners think that this is a real problem. I know some do. Some of the guys I work with think that this is a problem. So I got to go to the Golden Knights' second game ever, home game, uh, not ever, excuse me, the second home game. Okay. They played the Red Wings. They lost. A little while later that season, I was able to go again, and they lost. I am yet minus one game, all the games I've ever gone to from the first season to the last season, and now so far this season, they have all lost. Do you know what the current record is? I do not, not off the top of my head. Well. Do you know? Yeah. Lay it on us. So I believe the record right now is eight and four. So that means you have uh, like a one in three chance of going <laughs> to a game that they're losing. You know, it's all my buddies tell me I'm not allowed to go to the game anymore because every time I go, I they they end up losing. No, on no, Saturday no. The key night, feature is were you on TV? No, I don't think no, so. You won't. You know what? You know what? I, I I don't get to get close. Is, is there glass around the ice? Because I don't see it from my section. <laughs> what is no, it? I, is it glass or does it just stop so high up? Yeah, it just stops so <laughs> high up. No, uh, no, I. No, I, I was not on TV, but it I was know a, someone who was. Yeah, yeah. Your your Facebook profile tells us that. Yeah, but no, it, it's it was frustrating. They were ahead, and then they they lost the lead in the third, and then into overtime, and then they lost. Yeah, to the Jets, and and it was it, it was frustrating. But it was going to a, a Knights game is always a good time. I always have fun, even though uh, I only remember once being there when they we walked away winners so so that maybe i am the bad luck i know i don't know that's the key of the game though that's the key of the game what's that see it's the experience it's not the it's not the win-loss record and that's the true magic of the night's game because so most arenas there's no energy in that in those arenas a lot of them right and even for not just hockey I mean, you could go to a Dodgers game in the spring and there's not going to be a lot of rousing energy there. You can go to, you know, even a Lakers game. Well, until recently, but, you know, last year, 
there, even there wasn't a whole lot of energy. There wasn't a whole lot of hope. And this year, there's a lot of parity in the league, except for when we got roasted six one, and we got yeah. <laughs> we got skated out of the, our own arena on Nevada Day. Yeah. But besides that, uh, there's a lot of parity in most leagues, right? Um, you know, our our local Raiders or soon to be local Raiders are four and four, and everyone's talking about them being on the bubble. Um, but driving by that new stadium, dude, Man. that looks legit. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I saw that Saturday night going by there, getting ready to go park over there. Man, it was. It's gonna be. It's gonna be really nice. It's gonna be really nice. But anyway, no, you, you're right. Uh, the the Golden Knights game. It, it's it's not just a hockey game. It's it, it's a show. And you well, know, and see that leads the wife in. and I had a good time. We were with friends, and I mean, it it, it was a great night. But uh, I was just wondering if if that's like uh, a true thing. If other people think the same thing, you know, no, I mean, you don't go to enough games to cause anything. <laughs> no, that's true. I don't go to enough games. Well, but that leads me to the Not topic I want to talk about. The way they are. Exactly. So let's talk about recession, right? It's easy to talk about housing, and everyone thinks housing recession and housing bubble, blah 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 blah. Um, I talked to a lot of uh, friends who are contractors. And they're all trying to do the same thing. They're like, oh, I think we're all going to hold on to our money. True or false? Mm-hmm. Is a recession a self-prophecy? I, I kind of want to say yes. 100%. Yeah. Like every single recession, even the housing bubble, is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if everyone's saying, hey, maybe we have a recession coming, right? Because I hear it all the time. Hey, when's a recession coming? And I go, well, you know, my next question is, oh, are you losing your job? And they go, no, 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 no. I'm going to keep my job, but other people can lose theirs, which I find just just funny. Um, I was reading a report this week, 40 of the top uh, cities for foreclosure and vacancy. Uh And uh, do you know where Vegas ranked on it? I don't. It, nowhere close. We're, we're nowhere close. We're not even on that list. We're on the hot list. Um, we don't have a problem with vacancy. We don't have a problem with people moving here. We don't have a problem with uh, people finding jobs. Um, as much as uh, people want to talk about recession this, recession that, all they have to do is we got Christmas coming up. I'm mm-hmm. sure you're going to buy a few gifts, right? I'm. I, yeah, I'm going to have to. So if you don't buy gifts, guess what you'll help cause? A recession. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so as dads, like, isn't that always our fear? I like, feel like this is a test. This is a, well, it's a, self, it's a self-fulfilling <laughs> test. Um, you know, interest rates for the housing market, all-time low right now. Everyone should be buying. But everyone's like, oh, there's a recession coming. Well, if everyone stops buying, yeah, there will be a recession. But if they keep buying and then, so we'll talk about the Raider Stadium because it's actually key to the reset, to this recession that we're experiencing. Because when's the Raider Stadium being going to be completed? By next season. Wow. 2020. So do you think Vegas is going to fill a recession then? No. I no. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's, I, I think a team brings more than just a stadium with them and entertainment. I think the team itself invests into the community. We've already seen that with the Golden Knights. I think we'll see it with the Raiders. I think the players are encouraged. 
I, I don't know if they are or not, but I, th I would think that they would be encouraged to invest in the community that they play for. I mean, you know, half of these other players in other areas, like John Elway owns a car dealership, you know, yeah. and he had that even when he was playing. I mean, like uh, these guys get involved in businesses in their communities and invest money into it and dump money into youth programs and all kinds of stuff. Right. Know? And so it's, it's about that, that. So for our listeners out there, if everyone could go out and start preaching that, you know, we're going to have a boom instead of recession, guess what will happen? Literally, we'll have an economic. I, I, me personally, I'd like to have just a little. Uh, I'd have a little calm, a little, a little calm in the water is what I would prefer to see. Um, but I know that everyone's like, oh, um, there's a recession coming. We better hoard our money so that we can buy stuff cheap. Well, guess what? You start hoarding your money, you start <laughs> causing a recession. You know, I think that the the word recession, like, I think they use that word in politics. They, they throw it around too much. And it's almost like the boy who cried wolf. Now yeah. I, I feel like it, it's lost. It's, it, it's meaning to it all. Like it's not really what it really is. I mean, I know that sounds stupid, but like, uh, they keep using that. Well, Trump's going to cause this or someone else is going to cause this and, and, and we're going to have a recession and that's how it's going to be. And, and this and that, and, and they use it as fear tactics oh. uh, to, to, to keep throwing it at us. And then we get scared. And then next, you know, everyone's buying gold and silver because money's not going to be worth anything. And people start behaving in a way. And it's just ways to manipulate us. I feel I have no economic background whatsoever. Well, and, you figured it out all in uh, all in about thirty seconds. So yeah, good job. Well, it, well, I when someone calls for recession type stuff on the news or when you talk about, it, I won't lie. I don't worry about it. I just like ah, oh, whatever, dude. Like if it's going to come or it's not going to come, I, I think most Americans, maybe most Americans, are in the same boat I am, and they just don't understand. They don't. No, even know. They actually fear the boogeyman. It's actually <laughs> it's. It's, it's maybe the boogeyman and the bank man's the same thing. Yes. And, and so, uh, no, I was, I was listening to planet money and they, they talked about the history of recessions and how recessions are caused, um, by the boogeyman, how we're, sometimes we fear the future. And so when you said fear is like, boom, keyword, that's it. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, I could talk about real estate and recession literally for an hour easily, just sitting here but i think more about being dads and so one of the things i've what we've really strived to teach our kids is the value of money and the value of uh spending don't spend. save your money kids spend it so we don't have a recession <laughs> well my, my my oldest has no problem with that he yeah. actually puts his he he puts a hey i'm you know he has his goal out there and then he goes and he spends it and i'm like uh, wouldn't it be nice to have a little, you know, little coin sitting around? He's like, mm -mm, no, he's all, I'll just go out and make it. Yeah. And so he, yeah, he's a economic driver as you would call it. Um, but I think as dads, like I, I think back at my own childhood, did your parents ever talk about money? No, dude, no, I could that's... even like when I was applying for scholarships, my mom did not want to cough up tax returns. My mom did not. My mom never, my mom and my stepdad never talked about finances, never talked about, 
you know, what we quote unquote as a family could afford. That was never a conversation for us. And uh, come to find out, my parents had, a, you know, we live in Las Vegas. They had a decent, uh, you know, depending on your perspective, they had a decent uh, gambling uh, hobby. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I wondered why. I'm like, ah, oh, I, th- I think my mom makes this much. I said, that's a lot more than national average. Okay. And then plus my stepdad's income. Oh, that's funny. I think we should, you know, maybe we should have newer stuff around here. And literally, it felt like the like the weekend that I, after I moved out, they got new TVs. They they hooked up cable literally like the week after I moved out. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm was I really eating them out of house and home? Um, but uh, yeah, I never really understood uh, my my parents' economics until you know until they're later in years and I had to step in and kind of oversee a lot of their numbers. So, you know, the only lecture I got, I remember as a child from my parents was always just schooling, do good in school and everything's going to work out. You got to do better in school. Make sure you do your homework, work harder, study harder. No, I never got that. And it's, I never got the whole money lecture type thing. Uh, Yeah, we were, you know, we were, kind of stuck somewhere in the middle. My dad always, you know, he he was blue collar, worked at Time Met for like 35 years and then retired. And But, you know, we never had a ton, but we never went without tight, somewhere stuck in there. You know, he, he always provided for the things that we needed, but he was very strict on certain things. And he, he did want us to, to, to kind of have our own job. I, my very first job was over there. It's still on Boulder Highway, still open was that Carl's Jr. You know which one I'm talking about? Mm-mm. I, well, it, I thought right I, now it's between think, a liquor store and oh, a Oh, I casino. know which one you're talking about, but whether it's a legit Carl's Jr. or not is still debatable. In well, my mind, I'm pretty sure it's a money laundering outfit. <laughs> well, it's... It, <laughs> like, I, it's, I see it's, like, it's like one only, car a day there, so... Well, it's the only shop in that whole shopping center that's still the original thing. Everything else in that shopping center... Maybe China Joe's is still the same thing, but I don't know. I maybe they're uh, gone. China now. Joe's hasn't been there as long. But nonetheless, my very first job, and I saved up, and I, I think I told you this story. I wanted those Reebok pump shoes. Oh man. yeah, yeah. And, and that's all I wanted. My old man got so mad at me because I wasted money on something he felt was a frivolous waste of money. Yeah, and my... and, and he, he. That's how I I kind of got like. I don't know, like you always find the cheapest item out there, and sometimes that's not it, you know? You you want to get good quality stuff, but... So my mom was always big about, this is what my scar was, is did you ever go on school trips growing up? Yeah. yeah. So my mom would give me some running money, and the first one I think was in sixth grade, and I think we went to Six Flags or somewhere like that, and I came back and... I almost didn't spend anything because I was so fearful. And then the next year, and my mom was like, why didn't you spend more money? What, you know, I gave that to you to spend. Okay. Next year comes around, go on a school trip, get home. Mom's like, Hey, where's my change? Change? You told me last year to spend everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually think I had to borrow a couple bucks to, to buy the last thing. And she's like, and she got, so I was like, Oh, I'm, I, I got whiplash. I'm like, 
damned if I do, damned if I don't. Yeah, and so sure. it was kind of crazy. I just felt like economically, you know, my parents never really talked about economics. And, and I, it's funny that they say that that's one of the biggest items as families, like, you know, people don't know. And then, but if you listen to a lot of like bootstrapped entrepreneurs is, um, I was, oh, I was actually listening to a talk by president Uchtdorf mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he had to, how, uh, his lung disease got cured from doing laundry, uh, job when he was like 12 or 13. Did you know, did you hear that story? No, I didn't. So real quick synopsis, he's growing up in East Germany and to make ends meet for the family, he, uh, gets on a cart, like a bicycle and, and pushes, uh, and, and delivers laundry. Like his mom washes it and then he has to deliver it to, you know, whoever ordered the laundry to be done. This is the time before washing machines. And so she does the laundry and then he has to deliver it. And when he wanted to be a fighter, a fighter pilot. And so when he's in 18 and this is in West Germany, he uh, goes in for the physical and they're looking at an x-ray and they're like, they see the scar on his lungs. And they're like, how did you cure your lung disease? He never knew he had lung disease. And, um, but he attributes, they said, you know, fresh air and hard work is how you cure that. Wow. And so, you know, it's kind of like a, a product of trying to, you know, um, you know, help out with the family finances. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I, I think that's kind of lost on today's generation. So, um, and also, I mean, a couple other things, did you know, like, like, you know, we talk about the green economy. How does the green economy affect you? Unless you drive that gas guzzler out there. No, I, uh, the short bus guzzles gas. Come on. It guzzles diesel. That thing's a beast, man. And that's my wife's car. Oh, now you're not taking credit for the short bus? No, I don't want to take credit for that thing. What about this caddy out here? This caddy this caddy's it's, no Honda Civic. No, it's very fuel efficient. In which ways? I don't know. You don't put gas in it and it doesn't go anywhere? Um, I, I can't say anything. I mean, our pilot and my F-150 get the same gas mileage and they're not, uh, they're not hybrids, but... It's funny that we badmouth oil all the time. Oil, the oil industry, dude, takes a licking, right? Mm-hmm. Green, 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 right? Even to the point of like, hey, we all should go buy Teslas. True fact is, guess what? We wouldn't have Teslas without. This is a quiz again. Oh, oh you're asking me a question. Yeah. You gave me that look. Uh, without oil. Yeah. Oil yeah. is like, so, you know, like in, in like in, sci, in sci-fi movies, they always talk about, Hey, there's this one trick, like, you know, this nuclear plant that, you know, propels the spaceship through space. And that's how you get into hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Realistically, oil single-handedly has propelled like human mankind, like sky, like literally has jet rocked. Jet you don't rocketed. think we can run out? Uh, and that's not a question cause I don't know the answer. Yeah. I, you, a, you know, I don't know if it's on, I don't think it's on the horizon. Like we like to not pollute 
we're probably a green family in that way. But now I'm really, really thinking things like I did a little history dig on, uh, do you remember the scare about, Hey, we got to start recycling. So because all the dumps are filling up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Complete lie. It was all propaganda. And I'm like, so now I'm like starting to wake up going like all this bad mouthing about oil. And then, you know, like literally like I am totally for cleaning up the Pacific ocean garbage patch. Love it. Let's get it out of the ocean. I love clean. You know, I spent two years in Costa Rica, love the naturalists, but the honest truth is we would not have electricity in the form we have it today without oil. Yeah, you're probably right. But in, in the, in the green defense, I'll play the devil's advocate here in the group. <laughs> Good luck with that. In the greens defense, I think that, um, I think anyone who has left the borders of this country and have gone to uh, a country that's not very well off, that doesn't have the regulations, the rules, the things that we have, you can really tell a difference when you go down there. Uh, today, being yeah, they don't have that much oil, so they can't they can't have uh, <laughs> can't have the good stuff. But it, it's you know some of those regulations. I mean, we have a beautiful, clean environment because of some of those set regulations, as much as they may be a pain in the butt at times, uh, I think oh, we I'm can not... credit how, how beautiful this country is for that, that today is a, a big day for me for November 5th is what I call my, my mission day. Uh, November 5th of 95, I left on my, uh, Mormon mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I went to South Africa. And I came home November 5th You do look of South 97. African. No. I, <laughs> anyways, uh, being in South Africa was a huge eye-opener for me, especially at that time of my life, being 19 years old and young and stuff. It, it was a huge eye-opener walking around in these townships in Soweto and other townships around Johannesburg, and I realize a lot of the blessings that we have here. And uh, when I got home, the wonderful blessings that we have of safety. I mean, the South Africans were, I think they're really still very nervous about uh, crime and uh, the things that are happening in their country. And it, it's, you know, it, it was just a huge lesson for me. And it became, I, uh, a patriot kind of boiled up inside of me that I didn't have in high school. I didn't care in high school. But when I got out of high school and I realized that I left the country and I realized the awesome things about this country, you know, it was just a huge eye-opener for me. So, so I feel like uh, some people, we get carried away with complaining about some of the issues that we have here, but they're not even remotely the issues of the world. Oh, I mean, yeah. we're, we're very, I always tell my wife, dude, that's such first world problems. Oh, all the you know? time. And, and, and it's, uh, I don't know. But so I served my mission in Costa Rica. Uh, do you, have you been to Costa Rica? No, I haven't. So Costa Rica. Same thing. Is it, is it like poverty or there, there can be like, so it's, uh, unfortunately there's a lot of Americanism that has gone uh, that has um, developed in Costa Rica. Costa Rica is one of the most developed countries in Central America. Um, they don't have a standing army. It's provided by the U.S. Um, it borders Panama and Nicaragua. 
Do you, does Nicaragua ring a bell for you? Yes. Okay. Holy cow, dude. That's one A I got in high school was geography. Okay. So, well, and so, and my friend, uh, and my friend Hanson, who we'll hopefully have on the podcast, he served his mission in Nicaragua. Oh, yeah. And he goes back about once a year to do different, um, either university projects or uh, different humanitarian projects. Um, Costa Rica is all number one, number one industry is tourism. So everyone goes down to Costa Rica, which is kind of sad because when I was there on my mission 20 years ago, over 20 years ago, it was not as developed and it was nicer, like in some ways, like mm-hmm. there was more potholes back then, but, uh, you know, it was, it was a lot more, the culture was still more Costa Rican. It didn't have so much Americanism in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, like, I'm torn from that culture because I love the fruits. I love the natural stuff like that. Um, rice, beans, chicken every day. I could eat it three times a day. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and I mean, literally, there's just fruit everywhere. Like, even in small, like, backyards the size of this table, people still have fruit trees. Just oh, yeah. everywhere. It just grows. And then, um, but... Hearing a, hearing the story about oil, like it actually came about because of electricity, mm-hmm. because they had to figure out how to put the cabling on, and that's what invented plastics, and it was called Bakelite. How cool is that? Yeah. That's, that's the original plastic, and so. But when you think about plastic, you know Tupperware and everything else, that's all oil. It's all derived from oil, and because oil is so cheap we're actually able to enjoy stuff that common folk, if you want to call it, you know, commoners before couldn't afford, like you'd have one toothbrush stain is usually a silver toothbrush. Or if you had one comb, it was uh, some other metal. Mm -hmm. And so you would only have like one of those items. That's why they were so precious back then. Now, you know, our daughters will break a hairbrush and not we don't even think about it yeah throw right. it away and buy another one yeah and it's all because oil is so cheap so when you ask well hey aren't we gonna run out yeah we are gonna run out at some point but uh we're also learning to recycle that that hydrocarbon as well and so and the fact that it's still so cheap tells us you know when you start seeing products like in a, like an extension cord you know cost more then you know we're running out of oil. You know, I read an interesting article uh, about gas prices. And uh, everyone talks about, oh, man, I remember gas prices were 98 cents a gallon or 67 cents a gallon. I wish we could go back to that day. And what the article was saying is we are paying the cheapest amount of gas today than we ever have. And what they they compared it to was uh, the average income. Yeah. What it, when in the 1980s when gas was down in the cents, 80 cents or 90 cents, whatever it was, the average income or the, even the minimum wage at that time, you know, Three so bucks. yeah. So if you do the math, technically, what the average income today, what your income is today compared to what you're paying a gas, even though it could be 350 a gallon today, it's still cheaper than it was back in the 80s. And, and and if you do that kind of math, so it was it was kind of interesting. A lot of people complain about gas prices, but you know, 
it's still cheaper because you also look at how much you're making. I'm making a lot more than my dad ever did. And, yeah. you know, and I'm sure you did the same. And I'm sure our kids are going to make a lot more than us. And it's, it's that economy that kind of grows. like Yeah, that. scale. Yeah. yeah. So. so it's kind of interesting. You know what else was in the news today? I just looked this up. A but, lot of tragedy. Yeah, well, it, it was. But, you know, that like that family that was shot down in Mexico. Yeah. You know, the, it's super sad. And this is, once again, this is going to be my opinion. It's super sad, but. I don't know anything he's going to say. I'm not associated I with Adam understand. at all. I, I have no all, idea what's about <laughs> to come out of his mouth. Dude, no. If you want to turn this very, off for like 30 seconds and come back on, I'll, I'll clarify things. I'm very sympathetic on what has happened. But at the same time. I cannot wrap my head around why we are even. Why is anyone going down there? They were down there for a wedding. Is that what they were doing down yeah, there? Yeah, and there's a large but still. I, I and there's I, a large population of Mormons in that area. <laughs> but dude, I would not cross the border. I'm sorry, I wouldn't do it. Not for a wedding. Not for anything. Not in today's world. And what's going on down in Mexico? I agree. So it is crazy down there. It is crazy. Even if you had a, a, a good friend's wedding down there, I'm sorry. I I know there's some beautiful places. I've been to Mexico before. My wife and I went on a cruise a couple, a couple years ago. We went, I forgot what beach, like cruise destination we were in. But I mean, it's a beautiful place and we had a great time. But, I, but, I do but, it, agree but it's you. such a crazy place right now. It, it's just I don't know if I would feel good enough, even whatever circumstance it is, to to pack my family up and drive across the border right now. No, I agree with you. I I I I wonder what. Um, unfortunately, we were you know we started off talking about recession. Is I don't know how Mexico's tourism. Uh, industry is gonna it's gonna be hard pressed to recuperate from this news, realistically. And so, if their tourism industry goes down, which is one of the combatants, yeah, to the drug cartel, because if you only get money coming through the drug cartel, then they control the supply of money. If you control the supply of money, then there's no. It's very hard to combat that influence. So. Uh, I do feel like Mexico has crossed a line this time. Um, everyone in there was women and children. They're, I know. It breaks my heart. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm, I, it, it sucks all the way around. Oh, we're not going. I, so but, I like us included. We almost crazy. went to Mexico for spring break lot this uh, earlier this year. I would and, not go. And, and Sarah is like, there's eh, no way I, don't I would think go. we're doing it. And now, you know, she looks like a genius. She's like, oh, man, that was a good call the whole time. Yeah. You, you want to go to a sunny beach? We got plenty of sunny beaches here in America. Yeah. Want to go to a cold beach? We'll go to a cold beach. I mean, we got beaches all over. The, we, the, this country has a lot of beautiful things inside of it. And to take a chance on going, I I don't know. It's a, uh, I, I don't know. My heart goes out to them. I, 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 I saw the headlines of it today. I didn't dig into the article. I just kind of skimmed through it. I did not know they were down there for a wedding, but I was, I was, no, it was it was a hundred percent crazy. Sucks. Yeah, it and, sucks and all sad. the way around. So, but anyways, but yeah, the recession, man. Boy, so, you picked a really good topic today. 
it, just because it relates to little things. Everyone, no, every I get asked about it like literally probably well, at least once a day. Like when's the recession coming? And but no one knows. Actually, no one, everyone does. When everyone starts no thinking does. about it, and everyone. So they're like, so it'll be interesting. All you have to do is watch the Christmas. Sales. So what you're saying is, don't buy into their fear crap. Don't buy. You never like when you start buying into fear is when someone else is gonna is someone else is gonna win. It's not gonna be you. Yeah. So. Well, it's uh. It also affects parenting, like you said, and as parents, as fathers out there, take the time. You know, teach your kids good economics. Yeah. You know, uh, teach them to save, but teach them how, you know, you, you don't just buy when you want to buy something. There's nothing wrong with saving up. Staying away from debt, I think, is always a good thing. I'm, I'm, well, that's one thing my wife and I preach to our kids is, uh, is staying away from unnecessary debt. And what I mean by that is, like, like my wife and I, we stay away from credit cards. We, try, we don't use any of those. There are things that you have to go in debt for. I mean, very few Americans have enough money to pay cash for a house or even for a car. Well, so, let's talk about important things. So, number one, this podcast is brought by is brought to you by Rooftop Realty, which supports you buying houses. Um, buy a house today. We'll sell your house tomorrow. Buy a house today. Stop the recession. That's right. <laughs> number two is uh, LeBron's. So we have a Patreon account. I don't have any of LeBron's. So if you want to support the economy, you can buy. I wear size 12 and a half or 13. Um, I really like some LeBron's. I think uh, the Lakers are going to do well Dude, this year. You are pushing it on that 13. Come on. You wear a 13? Yeah, I have since like seventh grade. <laughs> I'm just normal size all the way around. How is that normal size? 13 to normal size? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. So do you know that most size 13 shoes are the same price as, how old is your youngest son? Uh, three. Yeah, his, his shoes and my shoes are usually the same price. Jeez. Figure that out. Figure that one out. So they're cheaper. It's a lot of times, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to cut our listeners a break. If man, my birthday's coming up soon, they're like, man, what? What would Eric want for his birthday? I know that's always a good question. His shoes. <laughs> I could always okay. use another pair of shoes. Here's a good question for you. Who has the most shoes in your house? You or I your do. wife? Oh, I do, for without sure. question. My yeah. kids kid me. Oh, I only have like one or two shoes. Man, sounds like you need to save your money up, brother. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, like my kids, I'll sometimes they'll walk around with some holy shoes and like, Sarah's like, I gotta get these kids some shoes. Eh, maybe put some tape on those things, and then I'll find a good deal. And then next, you no know, Amazon's dropping off a new pair for you, right? <laughs> we just, uh, I just had to get some shoes for golfing. Had to get some. Sarah's like, oh, let's go into the New Balance store, and she wanted to get some shoes. Yeah, it's good for the gander, good for the goose. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. I think we got off topic, man. No, I don't think so. I think the recession is is actually. It's a, you know, yeah, I mean, I could sit here and talk about recession, um, you know, how we made it through the last one. But at the end of the day, you know, we talk about, I think one of the greatest fears as fathers is providing for our families. And so that's why I wanted to bring it up. It's definitely one of our biggest stresses. Oh, by far. And so, um, you know, it's just kind of crazy 
you know, to think, uh, you know, I, I, I've been self-employed for 17 years, you know? And so we're, you know, when is that next dollar going to come through? I've been, you know, kind of chasing that dog for, for a long time. That's definitely a hustle. And I, I won't lie. And that, that keeps me away from that because I, <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah. there, there's people out there that have that entrepreneur type uh, mentality that like you have that, that can do that and can handle it. And you may not know when that next check is rolling in, but you're going to hustle. And then when you get it, there it is. You know, for me, that scares, that would keep me up at night. That would, that would put a lot of fear in me. So for me, working for someone, like I, I know on Friday I'm going to get a paycheck. I know roughly what it's going to be, and I can budget for it and kind of plan for it, and I know it's coming. And then the next Friday, I know it's coming again and coming again. And, you know, so, yeah, that's and, – and that's the one thing that we t teach our kids, or we try to, is you have to find out what makes you happy. I think this makes you happy, you know. Well, if anyone is looking you love to what offer you do. me a job, I have a very unique skill set. And oh, my skill set is being Eric, and I'm really good at that. So <laughs> That's uh, why we started this podcast. Yeah. Get our personalities out. If you wonder if I like to come in a little late, I like to, you know. So even in school, come in a little late, you know, leave a little early. That's my flavor. Or, like, stay late. It's funny. Like, you never... You know, if you stay a couple minutes late for the employer, it's not a big deal. They're like, "Oh, thanks, Adam. That was nice of you, right?" Mm -hmm. um, oh, you're like three minutes, three minutes late. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. It's like you there's know. definitely pros and cons, but like I said, you, uh, that's why we teach our kids: you got to find out what makes you happy, find your end goal, and then figure out the path to get to your end goal. It may take college; it may not. It may take a trade school. It may take an academy. And you may want to be a fireman, a police officer. You may need this training or that. It doesn't matter what you do, but find out the thing that's going to make you happy. And if it's running your own business and making your own rules and coming in late and leaving late or whatever it is, you got to find that out for yourself. You know, it's that self-discovery that 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 brings that that happiness. And sometimes it doesn't always come with dollars. That happiness comes with the, that accomplishment of doing that. But then to some people, like myself, I feel a lot of peace working for someone else that I don't have to, to worry about that. That's just my mentality. But it doesn't work for everyone else. You know? Yeah, I'm a horrible employee, but I will take any job offers. Like, once again, if you're looking for that person with unique uh, A radio host job? Radio host job, someone who likes to listen to his own voice. <laughs> Someone who likes to make jokes and make Maybe people laugh. Some sports. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Well, anyways, I, I, I think this was a good episode. Some good information. Uh, always, guys, uh, please subscribe. Check it out. Tell your friends. Uh, share our post. Uh, and uh, you can always tune into YouTube and uh, check this out. If you don't want to just listen to us and watch us talk, you can always check it. Check it I out. I did do my hair special for today's episode. So. It does look quite dashing. Yeah. A little dapper. Dapper little Dan. Dapper, yeah. If yeah. you use some imagination, it might even fill itself in. So You know, I, I can edit some hair for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, so, hey, man, thanks for listening. And the ones that have been listening, we appreciate your support and always listening and checking us out and telling your friends. But 
keep it up and we're going to keep up these episodes. All right. Booyah. Right on, man. See you later.